Hey, Josh. Hey, Ryan. How's it going? Good. How are you? Not too bad. Um, how's your weekend going? Good. Uh, it's been a little chilly this weekend. Um, uh, so we haven't like gone in the pool or anything, but mm. I've been uh, hanging out with Luke. And um, he's been uh, enjoying um, taking walks up the street lately um, versus going to the... Uh, to the uh to the woods on the trails um he just wants to uh go up and down the street um so i think i think he likes seeing um you know making sure we're safe that there's nothing like bad going going on down the street he likes checking it out um so been taking him for a lot of walks up the street and um you know that's pretty much uh the majority of the weekend uh, for the most part um how about you? Um, yeah, it has been pretty cold this weekend. Uh, went for a hike um, at like the State Forest in uh, Granby, Connecticut. Mm. Um, and it was like a waterfall. Uh, pretty cool. But I dressed for like 80 degree weather and <laughs> it was probably like 50. And we were like, the reason it was cold was because we were like in you know the thick of the forest kind of so you know we had like the wind chill but there was no sunlight or anything so it just made it i think it was like 60 65 but it felt like 50 that was freezing yeah yeah it's kind of kind of came out of nowhere um, yeah plus when it's windy or if you're in the shade it just gets you know pretty chilly it drops a little bit for sure yeah um yeah i guess that's the thing about new england is that you never know exactly what you're gonna get day to day with yep. the weather yeah no i mean i don't mind it honestly i'm just used to it at this point yeah um yeah no i like it too it's you know i think if it was like 70 every day that would get kind of boring right. um so i kind of like the variation um a little bit and you know it's it's not like it's super cold um this weekend but you know it, it almost feels kind of like nice like based on the last few really hot days it's almost like you get like a little little break and you know the breeze feels kind of nice yeah no i totally agree yeah but you gotta like you said you gotta dress for it um right right yeah <laughs> yeah I, w I just wasn't ready if i'm ready for it it's fine you know if it would have been perfect if i had a sweatshirt and like even just a sweatshirt would have been fine you know it was perfect uh sweatshirt temperature which that's like my favorite weather to be honest um so yeah i mean it's whatever it's just i like to be prepared yeah yeah you really gotta you know check check day to day because you never know no, I mean, you, you gotta you gotta check like second to second yeah on these weather apps yeah yeah um you know you think it's crazy in june you'd be safe you know um there's not like really a cutoff like i used to think like you know once um like once eight like i don't know once april hits like i won't have to you know start my car in the morning to to uh warm it up but you right. know it's really day it's it's day to day you know like yep. you could have a warm day in february or like a cold day in may 
it's like you never you never know so it's, it's you funny. really yeah yeah and it's funny because you just said that about having to warm up your car like i felt like yeah i feel like the other day um i got like the the light that comes on on the dash that warns you if like the engine oil is a little too low or uh, sorry not low uh cold so like it that means just like warm it up a little bit you know and uh you know that that light normally comes on in the winter time fall time maybe and it was like the other day it came on and it was like right after a 90 degree day so i'm like all right i guess i gotta let my car warm up now yeah. like <laughs> yeah yeah it's crazy yeah yep um yeah, it's just, you know, what we got to deal with uh, living here. Um, but, you know, it could be worse, I guess. Could you know, be worse. I mean, like, I think we're just used to it. You know, if you're used to something, then it's like, that's all, that's what you know, you know. Yeah. I know I know for a fact, though, I, I lived in Okinawa, and it was a little different over there, where it was like, it was just, it was so hot all year round, I feel like. And uh, there was times of just extreme heat and it was either like extremely hot or just like hot. And that was miserable. So it can definitely be like a little worse. But yeah. then again, like if you're used to something, if you're, if you're used to a certain climate over, you know, years, then uh, it doesn't really matter, I guess. No. Um yeah, it's you know the summers are nice here. I think you for know, sure for the most part. Like the worst, you'll get like a you know cool day like uh, uh, this weekend. Um, you know the winters can be challenging. Um, you know uh, maybe depressing for some people. Um, but you know even the winters, I don't mind too much. It's not like it's like so cold like you like have to you know barricade yourself in the house or anything. Um, so it's, you know, we live in a place where, you know, you can do stuff year round, you know, which is cool. A lot, a lot of people live where it's like hot year round or freezing year round. So it's, it's cool that we get, you know, the, the four, you know, pretty distinct seasons throughout, right. the, uh, I, well, throughout the year. I think in my opinion, you know, based off a few of the places I've been, which is pretty much just Okinawa, but, you know, but like I was saying with that, it was just always hot and so it's nice having the variety i feel like you know i I would prefer having the variety of all four you know i like having all four seasons there's like you know it's cool that we have different activities that uh you know coexist with each season you know there's like winter activities and then there's you got fall activities, summer activities, spring activities. So there's like stuff to do for each season, you know. And you yeah. can also do those things all year round still. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is cool. Like some, some places have like a rainy season and a, a dry season, basically two seasons. Um, so it is it is cool, you know, and we have our different holidays for each season, you know. Um, so in the next season's always around the corner too, you know, so you can always, the constant changes, you know, kind of cool. Keeps, keeps things from getting kind of dull, I think. Right. Yeah. And it's always a conversation topic too, yeah. you know, yeah. people are always talking about the weather <laughs> yeah. And yeah. when it's always changing. It's always like, Oh, nice. I have a topic of conversation like we have right now. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, um, definitely in New England, it's it's, you know, probably a bigger topic than in most places. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't think, you know, people in like California are like, man, <laughs> man, it's nice out again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Even like now, it's just <clears throat> it, it's still changing. You know, I feel like we went through a kind of, um, you know, a hot period for a couple of weeks where it was like in the 90s. Um, and then at that point I was like, oh man, like it's going to be really, really hot. And it still could be, you know, I don't want to, I'm not saying it's not going to be hot for the rest of the summer because it's probably going to get hotter. I would assume maybe, but that I was like, that's what I thought. And then it dropped back down to like 60 and then back up in the eighties. And so even like since the beginning of summer, when I thought it was going to start getting hotter, um, still like getting the variety so which i'm not complaining about you know like i'm i don't like the extreme heat so that's fine with me if it drops down yeah looks like it's supposed to be in like the low 80s like the rest like next week yeah that's not too bad no that's that's about summertime weather right there what i would expect of that yeah yeah it's uh yeah, it's nice. Um, we I have um, two days of school left before uh, summer break. Oh, nice! Congratulations, you're almost uh, through the year. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. Um, Stephanie got off um, uh, Wednesday this past week, so she's like a week ahead. Um, so she's been on her break. Um, so our last day is Tuesday, and then. Wednesday's uh, graduation. So um, got another another summer vacation, um, a little over two months, which is pretty cool. Um, and I'll be working a few days. Um, we have this uh, program called, uh, it's like basically like homeroom, but we do different activities during homeroom uh, each day of the week. It's like a half an hour um, homeroom. Um, we have like a different topic each day. We have like one day is like a wellness day. Another day is um, <clears throat> we have like homeroom live where they um, they live stream um, like the announcements and they actually they've been doing performances too during homeroom live. Like someone will sing or something, which is kind of cool. Um, so I'm gonna go in a few days and work on that for next year. Um, and other than that, we're doing um, you know we're going to Norway um for a week um and we're also going to do a a, a three-day uh three-day cruise in the uh, bahamas right before uh norway that's awesome yeah um yeah i'm glad you guys are still committing to it yeah I know it's, it's probably i i'm sure it's gonna work out fine you know so yeah. no it's gotten better because um yeah they uh the restriction for needing a you don't need a negative covet test coming back to the u.s anymore Right. Um, that's awesome. That was the biggest stressor for, for Stephanie getting stuck in Norway. <laughs> mm, no, that's like, huge. You know, like if you don't pass your test, then you got to stay there for like, what, a couple of weeks. Yeah, that's the new, school, the new school year is about to start. Right. Um. So we don't have to worry about that. So that was really the only thing she was concerned about. So there's really no concerns anymore. That's awesome. 
I'm yeah. glad that's over with. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, it's nice not having to worry about that, you know, and just kind of enjoy your life. For sure. Yeah. And just enjoy the vacation. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the summer too. I don't have anything, you know, too crazy planned, but a couple camping trips. Um, I booked an Airbnb in, uh, in Vermont. Uh, what's that place that we used to stay at with mom? Um, Burling- yeah. Yeah. Burling- Burlington? <laughs> I, was saying, I was saying the same thing. <laughs> I was saying the same thing. Wait, what is Burling like, no, Game? No, that's not right. Berlin game is something. Yeah, that's I was what saying, is that? I was saying the same thing, and I was like, "No, that's not right." I literally said Berlin game. That's not right. It's not Berlin game. What is it? Is is it Burlington? Bur- no. <laughs> Burlington <laughs> no, I don't think so. Is it? No. Uh, what the heck is it called? Um. Uh. There's Mont Montpelier is in vermont right I think yeah that's um, the capital it's not the biggest city trying to find um, i can pull it up right i'm gonna pull it up right now and then okay brattleboro is that brattleboro it? yeah i knew it started with a b <laughs> <laughs> i knew it started with an s though yeah yeah no i i was saying the same words as you were yeah I was like, that that doesn't sound right. It's not that, but I couldn't think of it for some reason. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I forget what Berlin game was, but it was something. I think it's like some sort of camp resort or something. Yeah. Like in Rhode Island, I think. Yeah. 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 Yep. That's it. <laughs> going to go with that. Yep. <laughs> um, I, Vermont's um vermont's really nice um it's uh i would like to go there spend some time there um yeah i i I don't think stephanie's as into it as me but it's it's definitely a a really nice place place to go yeah maybe you and i can go uh yeah yeah that'd be cool uh we could figure out maybe this summer or something i know it's kind of last minute but we could look into it. Yeah, yeah, that definitely. I would definitely go there um, this summer. Yeah, they have a. They also have pretty cheap Airbnbs, and that's what uh, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. So, um, I could we could definitely look into it for sure, and I'm sure we could still find something that's pretty cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Sounds sounds like a plan. Maybe <laughs> we can go to Burlingame. <laughs> go to Burlingame. We can camp and. Burlingame first, then go to Burlington. Yeah. <laughs> and then go to Brattleboro. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta go to all three, yeah. And then Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hit all the bees um, in Boston. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too bad about the Celtics. Yeah. Um, yeah, the one, once you came over, they, they just kind of were done. Shouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> they were doing great, and then all of a sudden... Yeah, <laughs> um, I think it yeah. was it was when we got that Domino's. That's when everything went downhill. Yeah, they were I, fine. I think, the first half was fine. Yeah. Once we started eating that Domino's, it was the it Domino's. Was the Domino's started to fall at that point. Yeah, I, I think we gotta move on from the Domino's. 
yeah but i was like i didn't know i was like all right what what do we get like you know i i I didn't really we used to get just like all right dominoes and it was like the the problem is is the games were so late and there's not many places that were open to begin with so and you know who do we normally go to dominoes yeah but it was like oh when when we like got back i was just not into that dominoes at all and then the, okay. it just kind of ruined the game. And then the, after that, it was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was just over with. But, oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was. Um, it's, uh, got to apologize to uh, the entire team for. <laughs> for um, I think we should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> it, it worked a few years ago, but not anymore. Yeah. Well, we used to get Pizza Hut. Oh yeah. Well, actually, were we oh. doing that when when they won the championship? I don't remember. I, I don't think we were. I think we started doing that when they lost in the finals. Yeah. So maybe yeah. it's been a curse since <laughs> the pizza. Since we started. Curse. We should have just never gotten pizza to begin with. Yeah. That decision. Should have made some peanut butter and jellies or something. Yeah. Some of those fruit smoothies mom used to make. Yeah. Yeah, I forget. What were we eating back in 08? <laughs> That's honestly all I remember eating. <laughs> the fruit smoothies. I remember we making a lot of those because there was, like, never anything to drink besides water. Yeah. And as much as, like, water is great, at the time <laughs> I was, you know, I wanted something, that, something else. Yeah. So the fruit smoothies were a good resort, though, you know. Oh, um yeah. No, I was fine with that. I'm not yeah. complaining. No. Um, I still do that to this day. I, I think we were talking about it on the last podcast or one of the last ones. Or I, I was telling you at some point. I don't know if it was on the pod, on the podcast or not. But. Yeah. Oh, the smoothies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, smoothies. Yeah, those are great. Once you add all those ingredients into it, um, it you get a lot of your nutrition from there. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, it makes you feel good, and it doesn't like load your stomach up. Um, you know, I uh, every morning it's like it's something that I look forward to when I wake up, and you know, it's like a positive something positive that I'm putting into my body, and it's yeah. like a, it's that's just like the best way to start the morning. I feel like you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you gotta get some uh, some chia seeds to throw in there. I still haven't gotten any yet. I, I, every time I go to the grocery store, I forget. Yeah. Um, gotta remember chia seeds. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be a nice addition to your uh, to your drink. Oh no, it will be. <laughs> I'll take any good ingredients that I can get. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So. Um, yeah so with the uh what were your thoughts on the uh the finals uh series um i I just think they they played kind of like just the team that they were um when they were struggling you know uh before they went on that run there's just such a clear distinction between the way they play you know, the way they played before that and then the way they played after that, you know, and even in the playoffs, 
Yeah. It was like they still weren't consistent. No. Like that run that they went on, like I'm starting to think that was kind of a fluke. And I think there is, I think they can be that good, but there's something, there's still something wrong. And I think it's, I think all it really is, is they're young. I think that's all it is. Yeah. It's nothing to be like concerned about. And I think, honestly, I think it's good. You know, it could be really good for them. Uh, I haven't like watched anything after that. I turned as soon as like, probably I watched like a little bit of the celebration just because it was cool to see Steph Curry, you know, I see how he like how much it meant to him. You know, it was kind of a cool part of history for sure. So it was cool to be able to watch that. Um, You know, it was kind of like kind of like watching Kobe or Jordan, you know, just watching that type of legacy. And uh, I never watched Jordan firsthand. But, you know, it's something similar to that. So it's cool to be a part of that and be able to watch that. And that's why I watch it. You know, it's not like I was disappointed the Celtics lost, but it it was very, very cool to watch that. And I feel like I would rather the Celtics lose to that than anyone else. Um, So I think I'm not at all disappointed. Like, I think they're just young. And I think going through a loss like that it could be you know on the flip side going into next season that could be a big you know energy booster um just seeing how like disappointed Tatum was you know you could see the look on his face and I didn't really watch any of like his any of his post-conference or any of that I just saw like them all walk off so but I think you know, stuff like that can be good, like that type of adversity and the fact that they were able to finally make it that far. And I think they broke down a barrier by getting past the Eastern Conference Finals. So the fact that they were, they were able to prove to themselves that they are good enough. Like they, we know, I think everyone knows they are good enough. Um, people who know basketball, I think people know when the Celtics play to their full potential, they are better than the Warriors, but they didn't. And I think that they lost because of stupid mistakes, you know, um, and who, who knows why, you know, what the catalyst was for those mistakes, like Jalen Brown turning the ball over, Tatum turning the ball over, Smart playing like an idiot sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. I, I Like, that's what happened. And I think... A lot of it was definitely injuries, for sure. Um, but they're all so young. I think that's a major factor. So um, I think with a healthy team, um, you know, I think they're – I really do think they are the, the best team in the league. Um, I'm just kind of scared with the other teams. <laughs> the other teams are getting better at the same time. So they definitely do need to, like – you know, take advantage of what they have now for sure. And hopefully they, they keep all the pieces they have. Yeah. Yeah. I think they got all the right pieces. Um, definitely. Uh, especially if they're healthy, like Rob Williams, he, he looks so good when he was healthy. Um, so if, if, if he's healthy, um, you know, and maybe Horford plays like a little bit of a smaller role since he's getting older. Um, 
And I think it might be important for Tatum to take one more step. Yeah. Um, Cause you know, he's 24 and he was first team all NBA, which is great. Um, but he had a, he had a bad finals in terms of shooting. Uh, you know, he shot like, I think like 34% from the field or something or, or lower. Um, you know, he, his passing was great. It's much improved from what it was. And his defense is very good. Um, but I mean, he, he couldn't score, um, on his one-on-one matchups hardly at all. Um, so he, I think if he could take one more step and, and maybe become like an MVP candidate next year, um, then I think, um, like you said, I think they're the best team. They will be the best team in the league. And um, I think they would be better prepared in a, maybe a potential rematch against the Warriors. Um, I, I just, I think they were missing that, that go-to score, like the Warriors obviously had with Curry, but the Celtics just didn't have that. Um, you know, Brown was actually a better scorer than Tatum in the finals. Um, and I think for them to be dominant, like they were at times during the season, I, I think Tatum needs to, needs to be a better um, offensive player. Um, so, but he's got, he's got room to grow. He's 24. So, um, you know, and like you said, this might be good for him, you know, um, hopefully a motivating factor to get better in the off season. Um, Cause I think he wants to be at that level where he's an MVP candidate. Um, so maybe this, Helps him see he's not quite there yet, but with some work, he can definitely get there. He's definitely got all the tools. Um, uh, I thought Brown looked great in the playoffs, other than some of his dribbling, but he looked really good. Rob Williams looked great. Um, Smart's fine, I guess, when he when he's healthy. Um, uh, Pritchard is nice role player. Um, White's nice role player. That uh, Grant Williams, nice role player. Um, Tice is a good third center. Um, so they're good. Their coach is good. Um, they're all set. I, you know, I think, and they're so young, like you said. Uh, Horford's going to be thirty six, but other than that, they're super young. Um, so they should be good. They should be good for for quite some time. So it's cool that you know they're set up to hopefully go on like you know, a nice run for, you know, at least maybe the next few years. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Who who knows? Marcus smart is definitely a big question, but I think he just needs to make some minor adjustments. I really don't think like he's, I know like a lot of people hate him, but I still, I still believe he's a great point guard, Yeah. but I think if it all starts with Tatum, yeah. And if Tatum isn't playing well offensively, then that's going to trickle down to Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown. And Jalen Brown is, he's capable of being that second guy when Tatum is down. But Smart, he's very inconsistent in that role. Um, so I think, I don't know, I, I think he needs to learn to just be more of, a, of just a point guard, a distributor. And focus on 
um, making the open shot when he has it, you know, but not forcing anything. Um, and then he does his thing defensively and that's, you know, that's amazing, but you know, he can definitely be an offensive liability for sure. Yeah. Um, but at the same time though, it really does start with Tatum. If, if he's not making shots, then, you know, um, and you're playing a team like the Warriors, you're going to need at least another two or three guys to step up. Um, so Brown, like I said, he's fully capable of doing that, but, and smart is at times, but then like, who else is there after that, you know? Um, so he needs to be, they either need to add like another, you know, offensive player or smart needs to like, you know, fix those, um, fix those minor, you know, make those minor adjustments on his game yeah on the offensive side you know and i'm not even saying he has he's he's not even like he's not like he's a bad shooter um he he can make open shots and he can make difficult shots but he's i feel like he's also forced in uh you know having to take a lot of difficult shots i'm not saying like he doesn't also make bad decisions but you know yeah um, Tatum, yeah, I mean, Tatum needs to be better and Smart needs to be more consistent in that third, second or third role, or they need to add another guy. I thought I thought Derek White uh, was going to be that guy. Like they're that kind of, you know, the main point guard, you know, running the, running the show, like on the offensive side. It seemed like he was doing that like the first couple games, um, handling the ball and making shots and just taking the right shots, making the right decisions, something that like, if Marcus Smart did that, he would be unstoppable. You know, if you, if you put Derek White's, if you gave Marcus Smart's, um, or Derek White's IQ to Marcus Smart, like his offensive IQ, because I think Derek White has a very high offensive IQ. Uh, is that just me or? No, I think he does he's a very smart player i think that's definitely definitely one of his best assets um i think smart smart i think he sometimes tries to um if the offense isn't going well i think that's when he tries to take things upon himself right so like in the finals where tatum was being very passive and also missing most of his shots. I think that encourages smart to take things upon himself to, you know, start forcing it offensively right. and, you know, which leads to bad shots and things like that. So um, I do, I do think he, he's such a great complimentary player. Like when, when Tatum and Brown have it going, he's great, you know, mm. and he doesn't force it. Um, like I think we saw in that in the like the net series, like you know he was he was really good and he wasn't he wasn't forcing shots like that like like that game winning uh, pass that he made in game one, um, so you know I think he was also kind of hurt in the finals too I think with his uh with his ankle, um, so I think as long as Tatum and Brown um, are doing well I think he he feels more comfortable and is less prone to take those bad shots. 
Um, and I think he did really well once he became the point guard. Um, you know, the offense, the offense was like the best offense in the league or one of the best. Um, you know, I, I think, I think he's a really good point guard and his, his size at the point guard position, you know, no one else has that, you know, as a point guard, someone that can guard like anyone yeah. on the other team. Um, they, yeah, they need to keep that, Yeah, you know, and yeah. figure out his issues on the offensive side, but they need to keep that regardless because that's like a once in a lifetime player. Yeah, no, he is. He, he is. That's a good way to put it. He's, you know, he's like, I mean, he's kind of like a, uh, you know, like a, a, a Gary Payton on defense, you know, Um, where you can throw him on other wing players, you know, and he can even guard, you know, big guys a little bit. Um, Right. They're basically the only team in the league that has that at the point guard position. So that's such a huge advantage. And that's why their defense was dominant or a big reason. So you want to, you want to keep that advantage, Um, you know, so, you know, he, I think, I think he can have a really good year next year, maybe even, you know, push, push for an all-star possibly if, mm-hmm. you know, if the team's doing really well, um, you know, same, same with Rob Williams. Um, and uh, so I think, I think he'll be fine. Um, you know, I, I think the, 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 the team um, is in a really nice position um, for the next few years. Um, but also, I wanted to mention um, how good uh, Steph Curry played in the finals. Um, I think he's 34. And, uh, you know, his, his, his finals performance, I thought, was amazing. And I, I think, I think with, with that performance, I think he's, he's locked in as definitely one of the all-time great players. Yep. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, that's what I was saying. It's... It was sad that they lost, the Celtics lost, you know, but um, it's also amazing that we got to watch that. It, it was just incredible. Like, it sucked at the time, but he was just incredible. Um, yeah, I mean, he's a once-in-a-lifetime player. I mean, there's going to be players like him that come in the future, but you know, he, he's revol- he revolutionized the game, you know, into what it is. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's changing. It's constantly changing, you know, with different, now we got a guy like Giannis, you know, let's see what type of legacy he's going to leave. You yep. know, he's, he's still young. What about Jason? T- That's what, why it's like, man, like the Celtics are going to be great, but there's a lot of talent. Um, you know, you got, you got Giannis, you know, he's making his own legacy right now. He already has a championship. Um, Tatum, I mean, he's just expected to. And then, you know, okay. you got so many. You got John Morant, you know, um, Luca. Anthony Edwards, Luca, uh, Trey Young. I mean, it's just insane the amount of talent that is in the league. So it's pretty cool to watch. And Steph Curry, you know, he's pretty much – He's definitely has a big part with like why the game is played the way it is, you know, all the three point shooting. I know a lot of people don't like it. And like, I mean, I think it's getting like there there's, I think we'll see a lot more physicality. Um, you know, maybe we'll start seeing 
um, more guys like Giannis starting to come into the league. You know, it's like we had that three point shooting era and now we're going to start seeing these like freakishly large mm-hmm. human beings like Giannis who can dribble up and down the court, you know, and, and dunk from the free throw line, you know, so who knows what it's going to turn into, you know, the NBA is going to turn into. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting mix of, you know, those types of players and, um, you know, Steph, his, his dribble, his, he might be, he's probably the most skilled player ever in terms of his dribbling and his shooting. Uh, it's just amazing. His, you know, his ability to move and dribble and to get his shot off so quick and to be so accurate. Yeah. Like, and he was doing that against the best defensive team in the mm-hmm. league with, mm-hmm. you know, super big athletic wings. And he was still mm-hmm. making all these threes. It was just incredible as a 34 year old. Um, yeah. But, you know, players like Giannis, um, you know, you could argue the best or actually um, the three, uh, the players that finished one, two and three in the MVP voting voting were all foreign players with with Embiid, Giannis and Jokic. Um, so it's really, really a global game. The best players really are coming from overseas and right. they, they bring such unique skill sets like Jokic and uh Luca Luca oh yeah Luca <laughs> and Giannis like no one plays like those guys so no. it's it's so cool to get that infusion of talent and um and to have those guys and then have to have all these knockdown three-point shooters you know I think it's a pretty fun fun game to watch um yeah I think we just just need to get rid of the instant replays, uh, yeah. and then yep. we'd be all set. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the um, to upgrade Zoom, it cost uh, I think it costs like hundred and twenty five dollars per year. <laughs> My God! I know, just to get rid of the forty minute time limit. Wow. Yeah. They're making a profit. Yeah. I was like, if it was a one time $100 thing, I would consider it, but I'm not going to pay over $100 every single year. Um, nah. For, unless you were making like, unless, yeah. Some money <laughs> off of this thing. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to start putting all my money into this. <laughs> no. No. no <laughs> unless, unless it becomes worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it becomes worth it somehow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um we're not quite there yet um but you know maybe in the future we'll be able to uh you know spend a little spend some money on it yeah for sure <laughs> i mean I, i'm willing to you know what that's what i still gotta do <clears throat> is uh get a decent microphone yeah so that's one thing i i need to upgrade to for it which yeah. I don't mind doing because it's it's not that expensive. So I'll make sure I do that um, before the next podcast. I will. Yeah. Are you are you do you use your phone, right? I do. Yeah. Okay. So you you're saying a microphone for your phone, phone microphone? Yeah, mic micro for my phone. Micro for your phone. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, to be honest, your your audio is fine. So um, okay. 
you know, it's not like a necessity. I'm sure right. Stan no, doesn't mind too much. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure um, he can understand what I'm saying pretty well. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, no, he can do without, um, you know, the most expensive tech. <laughs> yeah. But I also wouldn't mind getting a microphone, too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't. It, that would be something cool to invest in just as is. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll, um, I'll probably do that either way, regardless. Maybe that'll, so Stan knows. maybe that'll, you know, get us going in the yeah. ratings. <laughs> yeah. Double our See. listeners from like two to four. Two to four, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, I think what our show, if our show ever like, like um, gets an audience, I think it would be mainly from just the longevity of the show. <laughs> <laughs> like, holy crap! This show's this show's forty years old. We gotta listen to it. They only have four. They only have four viewers. And it's been going on for ninety-two years. Wow. <laughs> The viewers are like me, you, mom, and Bruce. <laughs> All of a sudden, we're like on our, we're both on our deathbeds, like doing the podcast, and, and it blows like, up. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, everyone's like, "Oh, did you listen to this podcast? This has been around for so long. They know things about COVID. <laughs> they talked about COVID. <laughs> That's how old this podcast is." <laughs> They talked about Jason Tatum. Oh man, the Celtics were still a team. <laughs> the NBA was still a league. <laughs> oh, there were still humans playing in the NBA. Connecticut was still a state back then. <laughs> <laughs> we still lived on Earth back then. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you could go on and on. And yeah, on. you could. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no it, it'll be cool um to see how long you know we, we can do it for and yeah yeah i think um i think you know that's why i wanted to switch to the every other week format to help with that longevity not get burnt out by it no it makes uh, sense but um yeah i mean it's it's not hard to do no you know And there's no reason to be doing it every week because, no, you know who are we like trying to keep? Who are we talking to? You know, we don't need we we don't need to go through one week. You know, it can be yeah, it can be a whole year if we wanted it to. But the once a year podcast, yeah, (laughs) it's it's only once a year, but it's good. (laughs) Really good. It's well worth the one hour. um yeah uh yeah i think the every other week is good it's nice to have a weekend um just free um oh yeah definitely um day off yeah yeah um but yeah i mean this is such an easy thing to do i don't see why we couldn't do this i mean if we wanted to we could do it for the rest of our lives Right. No. And that's why it's pretty cool. Like, I don't mind doing it. Like I actually like, I like doing it because yeah. 
you know, I, especially like watching like the Celtics and stuff, it's like, oh man, you know, I, I can talk about that with Ryan and like, you know, there's like things that pop up like throughout the day and stuff. Oh, I can save that for the podcast. So like, you know, I like that, you know, cause it kind of adds to, you know, excitement with what I'm, you know, watching the Celtics or whatever, you know, um, you know, it's kind of how it was when we were kids, you know, it's like all we talked about was like sports and whatever. So it's yeah. cool to still be able to do that. You know, it's, and we don't, but not every day or even every week, I think every two weeks is cool. Like we can, you know, stay updated on each other's lives still and, um, and all that. So I think it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, even some, like we've been doing this for a year and a half now and, um, even like some of the episodes like are starting to get like a little dated. Um, like our, our, our first episode, which was December of 2020, which was about the start of the 2020-2021 NBA season. Um, I'm trying I'm trying to think about the start of that season because um, COVID was in that year. Oh, okay. So the playoffs got put, that was the book. So the playoffs got pushed back. So I think the start of this NBA season got pushed back that year. But anyways, we there's that. And then our third episode was on the COVID-19 vaccine. Um, mm. So it's like, oh, and then um, in our one of the episodes in February of 2021, that was the halftime of Tom Brady winning his um, seventh Super Bowl. Um, so wow, yeah, yeah, <laughs> cool. No, that's really cool. Yeah, really cool. yeah, um, yeah. So, and of course, the longer we do it, the more like dated these episodes will become, which I think is part of the cool thing about doing this is you know, like, um, seeing how seeing the different time periods of the different topics that we end up discussing. Oh, no, it's really cool. It's like we're like cemented in history. You know, we lived through um, some pretty historical events. <clears throat> um, you know, it doesn't seem like it right now, but, you know, as time moves along, even the next few years, it's gonna, you know, hopefully we're, we're looking back like, oh, wow, you know, that sucked. You know, hopefully there's nothing in between that that makes it even worse. But we're definitely going to look back at it. And I like, I always like, it's cool to be able to look back and wonder what you thought about during, you know, cause I don't remember, I know like a, I've been through a lot, but sometimes I have trouble remembering like how I felt. And so it'll be cool to like, look back and like hear myself and like kind of remember like what I was going through or, you know, uh, how I was or what I, what, what I was going through at that point in time. So it was pretty cool for like a personal reason too yeah yeah and i think you know maybe we should change the name of the podcast at some point to the time capsule because i think that would be the perfect name yeah for it yeah i think yeah i'm totally on board with that that's a good name for it it's perfect yeah. okay yeah mate so you don't mind if i change it no not at all I've, okay. i mean i would when people 
you know, when I, if I tell people about it, it's, it's like, yeah, it's the Ryan and Josh show, you know, <laughs> what's it about? <laughs> like, oh, that's, that's real creed. <laughs> but I mean, for us, like it, it's, you know, it's the simplicity of it, you know? Yeah. Um, which there's nothing wrong with it, you know, absolutely not. But I think that's like, that's very suiting and, you know, if that's like what we're doing, which it really is. And, you know, just having basic conversations, is just like, you know, that's all it is. It's a, a record of our conversations. Yeah. Like, uh, like if you could like go back to like the really any time period, but like so, say like the forties and you had like two brothers who were younger, like say in their twenties mm-hmm. or thirties and say they just started doing a podcast every week or every other week and they did it you know like up until like their 70s or 80s like i would want to check that out yeah uh, you know to see like what they were going through and the, the different you know time periods and talking about like world war ii and all this stuff i think that'd be pretty interesting oh for sure even just yeah. hearing like their relationship through the years would be cool right seeing what they go or like hearing their kind of like life life story almost yeah. following their their lives you know and in like a real way you know it's not like you're watching a movie you're like literally it's as real as it gets you know where we talk about literally what's going on in their lives and you know we get pretty personal sometimes but you know that'll that's pretty cool you know being able to hear someone how what someone was dealing with during a certain time you know during the time of covid you know and in 50 years people are gonna be like what were you know why were people behaving like this and you know and then so it's cool to like definitely be able to look back on something like that you know whoever finds it or yeah um i mean, I mean i'm sure people are finding it and it's not a question of like people finding it or whatever but um you know definitely it's a cool concept yeah and like and people love reading like diaries and stuff of people like from like the 16 1700s um so i think in the future people would love you know hearing you know just like like you said like what we're going through different world events um things like that so i don't i don't really think this like this might not be meant to have a big audience right now. Um, But maybe in the future, you know, maybe it'll make more sense. Right. Right. Yeah, no, exactly. And I I don't like really care for it to make sense to anyone, you know? Yeah. That's not the point. (laughs) I don't think anyone would really understand what we're talking about half the time. (laughs) Who the hell is Stan? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we've we've talked about him. We've described him in one of the episodes. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For the people who didn't tune into that one episode one year ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, That's Stan- the problem. <laughs> We're going to be bringing up Stan in a podcast in like 70 years. <laughs> and like the last time we ever like described who he was was like 50 years ago they're gonna be like what who is this stan so we gotta make sure that we we keep the 
the people updated on Stan, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a former NBA basketball coach, current, uh, NBA, uh, NBA commentator. Um, yeah. And he's, he's kind of short and funny looking. <laughs> <laughs> that sums it up. <laughs> we just enjoyed watching him on the sidelines whenever we watched the Celtics games, whenever they played the, the magic. Yeah. Was the coach. He's the the fat guy on the sideline with the mustache. Looks like a who's that dude? Uh, Ron Jeremy. Yeah, looked like that dude from um, uh, yeah. you know, from the porn magazines or whatever. Whatever yeah. that guy does. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's exactly who he looks like. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, to be fair, though, I I do appreciate Stan's commentary. Yeah. Um, you know, he huh. does bring. I, I do appreciate what he brings. I honestly like him more than Jeff, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big fan of Jeff. I, I used to. I, I think something happened to Jeff. I feel like he just like got dumb. I think, you know, you know how sometimes like some, he, I, I feel like he became, he tried to become like himself, like, like he had like his own like way of doing things and talking and personality. And I think he just tried to always like be mm-hmm. like that. Like he was trying right. too hard to be like Jeff Van Gundy instead of just yep. being himself, you know? Um, I think that might've been what happened to him. Yeah. Yeah. I can totally see that. Yeah. Um, like kind of Stan, robotic. Yeah. yeah. Robotic. Perfect way of people trying to be, what they think people see them as yeah instead of just being the natural selves yeah um it's a problem that a lot of people have nowadays yeah but um stan though his brother um the guy we make fun of i i do still appreciate his commentary whenever i hear him yeah um he's you know he pretty educated about the game and he's always like describing things like to you know audience if they don't understand like i don't know he's always describing like everything that's going on and um i like his uh commentary but uh he's fun to make fun of though he is and you know so is jeff so jeff is is it's perfect jeff is stan's brother brother who's also former coach current commentator also kind of funny looking but in his own way he's bald skinny (laughs) they don't look like they're brothers but they are i guess yeah um yeah i think no stan's really good um i forget who it what i forget if it was the bucks or the nets it might have been the nets where he was just totally in love with kevin durant i think i think that's what it was it was one of the players i think it was durant and he was just like it was a little too much like yeah talking about like how great he is and he didn't he didn't even have that great of a series right um but like other than like stuff like that he he does do a really good job he's insightful um you know i think he's better he's better than some of the other commentators like you know like reggie miller i think um guys like that who you know aren't i don't think quite as insightful and i i think stan's probably a better commentator than he is like coach um i think the games kind of pass standby i think in terms of like yelling at his players and yeah for stuff, sure that just doesn't work can't do that especially no. when you're when you're a little weird looking <laughs> fat white guy <laughs> you know i yeah. mean 
I mean, you're yelling, you're yelling, trying to yell at, um, you know, Andre Drummond. And he's just like, what are you, like, what's, I'm not going to listen to you. Yep. Um, you know, whereas a guy like Ime Udoka, who's a former player, probably gets a lot more respect from his uh, sure. players, I think. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think so too. And rightfully so. Um, I think that's how it should be. Yeah. Um, unless you're like a Greg Popovich. Yeah. Or like a Phil Jackson yeah. or, yeah. or a Bill uh, Belichick. Pat Riley or Bill Belichick. Yeah. Yeah. But even um, that's, yeah. Even most of those guys did play. Like Phil played. Phil, uh, that's Pat true. Riley Phil. played. Um, I'm pretty sure Greg Popovich played too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure about um, at least at the college level. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. At least he's tall. <laughs> yeah. So. But I mean, that's totally different. Like, it's like, where did Stan come? He he might have played. Did he play college? He, he played like D three, I think, or something. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, if I was in the NBA, I would, I would not want to listen to that guy. No, no. I think that's why but, Dwight Howard didn't like him. Yeah, it's understandable. <laughs> yeah, that's totally understandable. Imagine being Dwight Howard getting yelled at that guy by that exactly. guy. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Totally. Um, uh, it's too bad if, uh, you know, if having the right coach, you know, clearly makes the difference. If uh, yeah. a guy like Dwight Howard, if he had the right coach in his prime, you know, when he yeah. played with the magic. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that's starting to make a change. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, yeah, I think former players deserve definitely the opportunity if they want you know, to be a head coach, um, you know, um, yeah, so it's good guys like Ime Udoka, um, getting a chance. I, I think, I think Brad Stevens is a great coach, but I think, I, th- I think he was starting to lose the locker room. Um, yeah. just because, you know, hearing, hearing that it, it probably just got, you know, tiring after a while, you know, um, that that style of coaching um i think you know switching to ime udoka really inspired the team i think you know to to perform as well as they did yeah i totally agree yeah it makes a huge difference that's you know that's where the team starts is the coach um so you want a guy who has the experience but also that's just how you know leadership in general should be you know you want a guy who's experienced it um yep. you know stan i hate to say it but you know stan hasn't experienced uh you know what those nba players go through so it's it's understandable why you know a guy like dwight howard would not want to play for stan uh, totally understandable and un- yeah under yeah it is um, yeah <laughs> i was debating whether or not to point that out I thought it as i said it. <laughs> i figured we were on the same page yeah yeah definitely um yeah yeah um yeah so you know having the right coach definitely super important you know even you know look at a guy like uh you know phil jackson um you know just all the championships he won you know to win to win to go six and oh in the finals and then to win five more finals with the Lakers, you know, I don't think that happens by accident. You know, no. I think, I think he's just really good. And, right. um, 
you know, he's good at handling the the superstars like Kobe and Shaq and Pippen and, and Jordan. You know, there's been so many teams that have had superstars on them, but, you know, never able to win a championship. So, you know, um, and a lot of these great coaches like, you know, Phil Jackson um, are, are, um, are former players. But, you know, there are also a couple really good coaches that didn't play in the NBA, like, uh, like a Eric Spolstra. Mm. Um, you know, there's a couple examples. Um, I'm not sure if Greg Popovich played in the NBA. He might've, um, but, um, you know, I think, you know, but even if you look at like a Eric Spolstra versus a Stan Van Gundy, and I don't know if this is really makes a difference, but I mean, to be honest, like one is short and fat and the other one's like ripped and like, right. I don't know. I, I, like, I wouldn't want to listen to like a short fat guy if I was an NBA basketball player. Nah, you know? No, 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 because that, well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it, it's just basic like leadership principles, you know, um, you're, if your leader is supposed to go through that stuff, you know, that's what makes him the leader. So if you look at a guy like um, something like that, it's hard, but it is, there's definitely guys like you mentioned, Phil, you know, Phil Jackson. But uh, I think we're starting to see the end of that, though. You know, I don't think we could just have some old random white dude come in who's not yeah. a Phil Jackson, who's not, you know, even yeah. like it's, it can be debated. Like if you replace the Eric Spolstra with, um, you know, someone, uh, I don't know, just throwing a name like Gary Payton, you know, I can yep. see him being a great coach. Yeah, um, he's he's coaching in the Big Three league. Yeah, so I can see him. You know, if, if he coached the Heat, uh, would would they would that excel them even further? Um, yeah. So I think we're starting to see the end of the old white dudes. Yeah. Um, which I mean, there's still well, I think we'll still there's still a lot of you know white players that will make head coaches, but. I'm not making it like a race thing, but um, former players, we're going to start seeing more former players. Yeah. Which yeah. that's how it should be. Yeah, um, definitely. And I think the, the NFL is a bigger issue than the, yeah. than the NBA. Yeah, NBA. I agree. Like, you know, you look at, they, they have, I don't know, something like 80% African-American players and hardly any black head coaches um which is weird if you think very about weird it. like <laughs> doesn't really make any sense uh bill no. belichick's the greatest coach of all time and you know he might be an exception but like you look at some of these guys and like the ram you know the rams coach i forget his name mcbay or whatever um yep who they just won a super bowl so i mean he he is a really good coach but at the same time mm -hmm. he was he became the coach as like in his late twenties, like and you know why? Why does he get to become an NFL coach with no playing experience? Right. You know, right? So it's it's cool. things things like that, you know, and you know, it race. Of course, it shouldn't be determined by race, but it no. what should be determined is you know experience. Yep. You know? And if you are going to hire these guys in their late twenties it shouldn't just be white guys because that then it does become a race. No, maybe like, you know, assistant coaches, you know, stuff like that. And, uh, 
or you know um even that i feel like all the coaching staff should just be former players yeah you know um leave the <laughs> i'm not sure how to put this but like leave like the gm for like the you know um brad stevens you know the nerdy white dudes <laughs> yeah. yeah um yeah and you know like like a steve belichick like if he became like an nfl head coach oh you my know, God. that would be kind of so <laughs> yeah. be like that's you know that'd be like the ultimate of like what we're talking about um, i don't think anyone would watch the nfl after that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think his face. <laughs> i think i don't know if this is true but i think one of the issues with former players becoming head coaches in the nfl might be that like it takes a really big toll on you being an nfl player like getting knocked around like that you know yep. i don't i don't know if people want to can you know continue with that grind at least that's my guess I, I i don't know it might be harder at least in in the nfl like you know if you're if you if you had all these concussions like you know first of all do you have the ability to become a successful head coach after having all those concussions and second of all do you even want to have that full-time head coaching position which is so many hours per week um Whereas in the NBA, it's probably a lot, you know, probably a much easier transition, which might be why there's, there are a lot, um, yeah, doing a much better in terms of hiring former players as their coaches. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, definitely, definitely the NFL, um, they have kind of a long way to go, um, well, with that. You know, there, there's a lot of guys who have made it to the NFL and, um, you know, didn't succeed i guess not because of injury but i'm sure there's still a lot of them that are still like fully healthy Uh, yeah Um, yeah so i i know that is a big determining you know fact i i I know that's a big factor is their uh their mental health um i don't think a lot of them are fit for a coaching position and that is probably why so yeah no that makes a lot of sense um but yeah, I'm. I'm sure we'll start seeing some sort of change, uh, but you know, there's. I'm sure there's a lot of former players that are totally fine. You know, a lot of quarterbacks who stayed healthy throughout their careers, or even had like kind of shorter careers. You know, like uh, you know, like guys like Matt Castle or something. Like, just to throw a name out there. Like, I'm sure he can make a decent coach. Yeah. Um. um yeah, Matt. Maybe you can go t- coach uh, Tom Brady. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> See, that, that's where it would get kind of weird, though. Then, you know, you you want a player who's respectable. I, I guess in the NFL, it's it's just a lot different. You know, in the NBA, it's easier. You know, if you make just if you make it to the NBA, you know, that's that's a big thing. And then, you know, having having a decent career, having a decent resume, and um, I feel like it's. It's totally, it's totally different, and that's probably why it's a lot easier for the NBA to start changing that. Yeah, um, I do see some uh, good progress um, in the NFL, and even even the NH- NHL, um, which the NHL has uh, the opposite in terms of the, its uh, demographic. It has very few um, black players, but like I, I've seen a couple different NHL pregame shows. 
and uh, each one has had a black player on the pregame show, which I thought was was kind of cool, given how you know how rare black players actually are in the NHL. Um, and then in the NFL, I think I think they are making progress because you see guys like um, Deion Sanders is a head coach mm. um, yeah. in college. And you see a guy like uh, Byron Leftwich is the um, offensive coordinator uh, for the Bucks, who um, uh, <clears throat> retired, you know, a few years ago. Um, so I think we're starting to see um, former players start to pop up in like uh, college and as like um, coordinators, assistant coaches. Um, so hopefully, it's just a matter of time before they can start getting some more um, head coaching positions. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, I, I I can see that totally. We'll start seeing a change there. But I think just sports in general is moving in that direction. I mean, baseball is that's kind of different. Um, but sport like NFL and NBA, where there's just like so many different um, cultures coming in too, you know, you know, it doesn't even matter about the race. It's just, you know, there's so many, so many former players um, from all sorts all over. Like, um, I'm not, really, I didn't really have a point on what I was saying. Yeah. Well, I mean, but you're right. Like there is in the, in the NBA, there's a huge international um uh, pool of players so we could start seeing like international coaches um, right right which we which there actually there was one on the Cavs um like six seven years ago i forget the guy's name um but but yeah i why not if we have all these great international players um could definitely start having uh more international coaches um but yeah and you know, it makes sense, you know, I mean, if there's, you know, a certain demographic that makes up um, the majority of, of players in a sport, then it would only make sense that you have that same demographic in the, in the coaching staffs and, you know, hopefully eventually more so in the, in the front offices as well. Um, I, uh, I know Michael Jordan is, I guess, the owner of the Wizards, um, but of course, the vast majority of the owners in all sports are white, um, you know, but I'm sure that'll just start to change slowly as, you know, um, there's, there, you know, becomes more and more successful um, and wealthy uh, black people, you know, it, it, it'll, it'll continue to change in that direction. Um, you know, more, di more diversity uh, and things like that. Um, it just, just takes time yeah i mean there's there should be a lot of wealthy you know uh i mean all these former nba players should have loads of money you know yeah yeah um so if they invested their money properly then they should be up there with those guys you know like yeah, yeah. um well LeB <laughs> lebron's a billionaire right and well, even, I mean, that's like extreme, you know, but that's what it could be, you know, and that's, that opens the opportunity. But then you look at like Antoine Walker, you know, yeah. just guys, there's so many guys that did what he did so many. Yep. And, 
you know, even the ones that like didn't go bankrupt, it's like, you know, <clears throat> there's a lot of guys, I wouldn't say like, you know, it's a matter of opportunity, but you know, um, a lot of these guys have not had that opportunity, you know, to, I don't know. Um, you know, it really is all about money, you know, with the business. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we'll, we'll definitely start seeing more of it now for sure. But I think there always has been that opportunity or I, I don't know. I'm not sure, you know, for, uh, how easy it would be for, you know, a former player to hop in a front office position, you know, and I don't know yeah. how easy that is. So I can't really like speak on it. Yeah. Um, you know, but. yeah, there's even like in the minor leagues in baseball, there's like a, a female manager, um, on one of the teams. Um, so it's, you know, in all the sports, it's definitely becoming more diverse in terms of coaches and stuff like that. And, I'm sure we'll have a female NBA head coach um, before too long. Um, we've we have uh, female assistant coaches now, so we'll I'm sure eventually a team will take a chance on a female head coach. Doesn't um, that take away from the whole experience thing, though? <laughs> well, sure. Um, so she'd have to be a more of the uh, the Eric Spolstra or Bill Belichick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> variety but i mean yeah, still, I like know. if you take we'll like start a, seeing that yeah if you take a like a player like a like a sue bird or a diana tarazi I, I think they do they are pretty well respected i think by sure. uh, nba players um or sure. like a, a candace parker or someone like that um yeah so i think you know i think we'll probably see that um at some point and um you know i think it's just good that former players are getting more more of a chance um you know to become coaches you know you see like damon stoudemire on the uh, on the celtics bench even like uh ben baker mm. on the oh yeah <laughs> For, former celtics legend <laughs> ben baker right, he was on the bucks he's on the bucks now yeah 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 yeah, he's coaching up Giannis now. Yeah, that's that. I mean, that explains everything. It explains why Giannis is just a superstar. You know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I guess the big, the big three is a, is happening right now. Um, I actually in 2020, I actually they were gonna play in uh, Connecticut. I actually, I was gonna ask you to go. Mm. And that like that's when COVID hit. Yeah. That would have been cool. I would have been totally for that. Yeah. So maybe you're going to check the schedule. Maybe if they're playing in Connecticut this summer, we can yeah. catch a game. Yeah, definitely. Or even if it's like somewhat close. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe if it's in a Berlin game, we can go. <laughs> Berlin game or uh, Burlington. <laughs> <laughs> One of those bees. Thank you.